International. Welcome to another exciting edition of BTI Recommends. Classic. Yeah. Can't start an episode without a what? What? <laughs> Hi everyone. Welcome back again for another second. Yes, number two. Number two. BTI recommends where we one of us brings a film to the table that we don't think the other people have seen. Uh-huh. As Wait, is that the premise? Isn't that the premise? Uh, I thought we were just trying to sell each other on the movie. Okay. Yeah, well that's the idea is that they like no one else has seen it, right? Well, and we share it with pe- we share it with one that. another and uh and if it uh, sparks conversation at the very least one person might have to defend yeah, their point of view if the others aren't uh, liking the film as much as the I person think, presented it. I don't think yeah. that you have to have not seen it though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's I guess. true. To be fair, I think that we've we all like. seen this, but I don't I don't remember much of it, so it's almost like okay. a new viewing for me. Oh wait, yeah, hey, I'm Ethan Billups. And I'm Bezo from Feature This Podcast. Hi, I'm Donna the Dorito Girl. <laughs> Hi, I'm <Bourgeois>. Ethan. <laughs> uh yeah. I I chose the movie for today, the movie that we will be talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh this is my first one for this segment of the show where I get to choose a completely free form choice. Yeah. Where, what, what part of the brain caught on fire to, to put this one as the, as your first, what is the movie guys? I chose the (laughs) 1992 classic baby's kids. Now I know you didn't do air quotes when you said that, but, uh, I could sense it. What? You don't think this is a classic? Wait, I was hearing my headphones. (laughs) <laughs> not necessarily i don't think uh, a lot of people would necessarily put this in the world in the in the in the pantheon of other classics but to be fair uh i might put babe pig in the city in the classic section so yeah y'all would disagree with that and uh maybe we disagree i think this is kind of where it's going is it's like it's movies that we consider classics that the others are like what the what are you <laughs> talking about? about why is this a classic to you yeah because i think we have like so many movies that we reference a lot like in the show that uh that we we keep coming back to as like touchstones that like other people that were generally get like flack back on i don't this one's think not that one you've of ever <laughs> mentioned this movie well, on the show this yeah. maybe not the show for this one but personally personally check this one directed my childhood really this was this was 
Let's start there. Oh, you, you want to? I want to know the context because okay. obviously this is the kind of film that you wouldn't pick as your first. Like, oh, everybody, this is my first thing I have to share with you guys. Yeah. If it didn't have some kind of importance. To yeah, you. it's definitely in my top ten, mostly for nostalgic purposes. I don't know. I watched this movie a bunch when I was a kid. I think this the VHS copy because we watched it on VHS. Mm-hmm. I believe the VHS copy that I own is my one from when I was a childhood because I just remember I used to always go to the, the video store. I used to go you to know, the store Denny's Video. Ooh. Yeah. I went local. Real local. As a, well, the, yeah, it was very local. It was right next to the uh, Sprint Car Track, you know, like the RC, the like really, like a, the really like advanced the like control. RC yeah. cars, yeah, you know, yeah. but they're on the track, you know, yeah. they, they was right by was that. Was that next to the Cascades? No, this was not in Jackson. This was in Napoleon, Michigan. Ooh. Uh, next to the town that has the cascades um in the same township uh but i believe um but yeah small small town and it was like there was like several i used to always go to the video store growing up and it was like my brother worked there for a little bit Mm. like i used to just always go to the video store and i remember uh, there's like th- two or three movies I would just always rent. There was covers I would always see that I would want to rent, but mm. like I would be too young to rent. Yeah. I used to peek under the saloon doors that they yeah. had that led into the porn section. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I add a quick thing? Yeah. Uh, that's also kind of how you and I started dating too was about was in, around the video store in the porn section yeah. in the porn section no i texted <laughs> ethan earlier this week uh he had to go do something and so i was at home by myself and i put on the tv and rob zombies halloween was on right and i text ethan i was like oh my god our movie is on <laughs> that was like your first day and i was like what are you t- <laughs> well he, yeah it was a joke but we uh i had a playstation 4 three uh-huh. and so i had a blu-ray player and uh-huh. ethan was like oh i want to he's like we me and ethan and some friends went to the video store and he was like oh i want to watch like a blu-ray movie like i've never seen one yeah, before new, yeah. yeah yeah and so we got i picked out rob zombie's halloween Classic. because i <laughs> hadn't good. seen it in a while and ethan got the famous movie ninja yeah just straight up Which ninja yeah it's like some weird shinobi ripoff thing yeah. it's very bad yeah it's really bad but not he ninja assassins no ninja. just ninja no okay. it came out in like 2005 or 7 or something yeah, yeah. but yeah we yeah. that was kind of like the beginning of our relationship too well, yeah you know we're the last generation really to have those movie stores movie store experiences yeah. now yeah. i used to always go there and rent sega games yeah and i remember like i remember they always used to have a sales section and then there would be like a movie like baby's kids or you know like road rash or something that would like when they're like we we're, we're gonna start cycling out our vhs's uh-huh. you know and you, you pick them up for like three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this movie was one that I rented so many times as a kid. Like I, I constantly remember. And it. you might actually have the exact copy that you rented all those times. It's pretty. Uh, if if it's not the original one, I bought. I I know I bought it from a movie store. Yeah. Um, I believe it's the original copy, but I'm not a hundred percent positive because I might have bought it a little bit later. I, I have a similar experience. the the version the taped VHS copy of Akira that I have. Yeah. Is the same one that I rented from the video store multiple times yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. And I uh, just decided 
uh, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to steal it, yeah. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, Blockbuster went under. So nice. I'm not saying there's a cause and effect there, <laughs> but uh, I'm not, not saying it. But either. they're not sending you letters in the mail. No, um, but uh, it, it is funny that I, I remember not too long ago, uh, I was standing in front of a red box at HEB. I hate them. And I was just like, I really wish there was like this air-conditioned store yeah. climate control store with thousands of titles I could just walk yeah. up and down there the aisles Vulcan yeah. video yeah, <laughs> yeah but Vulcan there's video. a difference though because like Vul- Vulcan and like independent video stores are awesome I yeah. love them yeah. but they have like a like a library smell to them meaning like they have like an like a musty like these are like worn versions of the movie like yeah. a home theater smell yeah versus like a blockbuster which has like this really bizarre like plastic yeah corporate yeah. it's, it's like weird a new dvd case smell yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a yeah. smell it but it doesn't smell like the same as when you buy a dvd kit this is for the kids that are never yeah. gonna I mean, really yeah, yeah. Never, yeah. Never, <laughs> never idea we're it's like it's such now. a weird smell yeah and it, and it was such a thing like t- the modern version of this is sort of like scanning through the netflix library and trying to find something that you want to <laughs> yeah. watch but that version of it for us growing up was walking up and down the aisle two hours the videos yeah. to, trying to figure out the perfect combination like, of movies that we're gonna rent for the yeah. weekend. The craziest thing too is like so I remember like when we moved out to the city, like you know, like twenty minutes away to like the city and uh I used to have to go to Hollywood video. Yeah. I remember like, you know, being excited when I was a kid, you know, cause it's like, Oh, they have everything. They have yeah. so many copies of, of all everything. the new movies. Yeah, like yeah. they don't rent out, but like Denny's video, that was where, that was where like I uh, came up and they, you know, that, that was, I just remembered, I have such fond memories of mm-hmm. that store. Mm-hmm. And, uh, even to like, when I first, when we first moved down here and we went to Vulcan when it was over off South Congress, like on Mary or whatever. Um, I remember, uh, I remember going in there and, and it bringing me back to yeah. Denny's video because I, I looked and I walked up and they were like two for Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. And I was like Denny's video had two for one Tuesdays. Like, add, like you know, the buy one get a, get another movie. And yeah. That, that, that was the day that you went and got movies was on Tuesday. That's crazy because I have the exact reverse like history with video stores. I started because I grew up in this city, and so I had a blockbuster near me like a few miles away and so we would go to blockbuster and i could like play like pokemon snap and like you know get they They have all the stations but at that point in time i mean blockbuster was still i guess maybe relatively early because Uh. they did still have like a porn section i remember (laughs) that's way old school Yeah. yeah i mean like i grew up like you know right around there so we would go there all the time and there was also next to it a record shop and uh, cassette store no, i mean uh, it was just wild yeah, shit no. thinking about it now all of these archaic technology yeah <laughs> and then we my parents moved closer because i went to a college prep school so they moved to the country where that school was and then i had the experience of going to like a mom and pop place and i was like this shit sucks like i have to wait a month for like the new movies (laughs) it would take so long yeah it's just like fuck but it got me like like i feel like honestly it got me watching weird shit it got me watching like it got me watching the shit that like 
no one else would watch it's like not the hot shit i remember yeah. like like the reason i i watched like critters like oh 45 my God, times I fucking love that movie uh, well like the reason i watch all it is because them. it's like oh it's all it's always in tremors always in yeah like, but uh, they had all that stuff at blockbuster too yeah. i mean like i grew up watching like all of like the cult 80 classic yeah. like horror and slasher films because yeah. that was just like what what they what they had on the aisles well yeah. no i mean like the covers were really attractive yeah, i yeah. think that was really what did it yeah, like i'm the, sure uh, there were new mo- you like that dark there. section in the the hollywood uh, yeah, uh, yeah 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 I remember, uh, yeah, I remember the like dentist. I remember seeing like uh, Jason goes to hell that cover like on VHS and being like, oh, and then like parents were like, can't run it, yeah. and then like uh, faces of death. They had faces of oh, death, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all the cool skull covers. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, did you have one? Did you have like a specific video yeah. store that you grew yeah, up? Yeah, there was to? a blockbuster with within walking distance of where we grew up, and so I mean, walking distance when I was a kid, like nowadays, <laughs> not yeah, nowadays like. The parents would be like, you can't walk that far. <laughs> Back then, it's like whatever, kid. Yeah. Um, and so we frequented there to do our rentals. Um, there was a there was a doctor video I remember Ooh. that was in this complex that was quite a ways away. Yeah. And they had a slightly different selection. They ended up implementing an arcade in there, so that was cool. we'd go and drop five bucks at the arcade and rent something. That sounds nice. Um, and it's a killer combination. But, yeah, but the blockbuster was where you spent the time. Or I would two hours time, just browsing. I love just walking up and down the aisles yeah. and trying to make that that perfect recipe of movies to read. Yeah, yeah my the black- spending your entire night doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. So people hate going to the movie, going to rent a movie with yeah. me. Oh uh, yeah, and I would have to tell like, look, I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah, my dad and I are both like that, and my. Because the that same blockbuster and record store, there was a grocery store like on the other side so of that complex. Yeah. No, my mom would go do grocery right. shopping, and I would go with my dad, and we just walk around the video <laughs> store. I'm trying to remember. There was this one that I can't remember the name of it. Someone could. I mean, you probably figure it out. But but I remember like because uh, I was a kid when I went to Denny's Video, and and they had a horror section. They had mm. like a two. It was on both sides, and. Um, I remember always wanting to rent horror movies because the covers always looked so, so fucking gnarly, cool. They're yeah. the best. And uh, and like never being able to rent them because they were all rated, rated R. R. Yeah. And uh, I remember there's this one like PG-13 one that I used to always watch that was like, it was like five different vignettes. Uh-huh. And one of them, like one Creep of the vignettes. I don't know. One of the vignettes, like an old lady just sticks her dog in the microwave and huh. then turns it on till the dog explodes. Ew. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's just like, I, oh, it's called The Willies, I uh, believe is the name of the movie. Nice. Uh, yeah, Good check pull. it out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was like, it was like, you know, having to like hack your way around, like not being able to rent. So yeah, that was the sweet thing too. When my mom would go get groceries and my dad and I could go, then we could get whatever the fuck yeah. we wanted, baby. <laughs> yeah. I was watching all the scary movies and then when my mom would come and be like land before time (laughs) i'd be like i'm okay with that like don't get me wrong i love land before time but so baby's kids ends up being uh, a popular rental of yours yeah in retrospect or maybe you know like maybe knew then what what is it that drew you to this movie i have no idea animated i think uh it was big you know because like when you're a kid you like animated movies and i don't know i just like i like the music in it because it was like different like no animated like kids movies they didn't like rap in and like i liked rap when i was a kid so yeah. i mean i still like rap i don't know i'm not gonna <laughs> but like uh it was just weird it was just so different and then it's got like this weird kind of edge to it you know of like it's kind, it's a little risque it's pg-13 
Um, so it's kind of pushes the boundaries on that. And then, uh, I always liked watching like stand up when I was a kid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to watch stand up a lot, like with my dad. So, um, and especially like black comics, like my dad loved like Chris Rock and, mm-hmm. and uh, and so like some Eddie Murphy, but like, but you know, I, I just kind of always gravitate towards like black stand up. And then like when you watch this movie, there's like stand up at the beginning. So you're yeah. like, what the fuck? Like it kind of, it puts you in a bunch of weird environments and that's what I like. And I like movies about theme parks. So that's also another <laughs> Were you thing. at all familiar with the comics? Uh, bit Robin Harris yeah his bit on Bebe's kids no, before the, the show no 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 I don't think many people were because this was what broke it in I mean like it, I mean like you could have I think they showed on like Showtime and stuff like the actual stand up mm-hmm. um, but it I mean this happened this movie happened I believe after he died so um, so I, I, I got introduced to it via that and like I've I've recently like within the past like five years watched like the stand up like kind of special that he filmed for it which is just wild it's wild to think that like like can you think of like another story where like a a whole movie comes out of like a stand-up bit which is crazy because like he wrote this whole world and then they transformed it into a movie which is just such a weird kind of reverse engineering of things it's just such a bizarre premise to me and that's i think why i gravitated towards it yeah yeah. I think I, I I I think I was familiar with the the comic really? before the movie came out. Really, I think he probably had to have cable. <laughs> I, well, I've got a few years on you. Yeah, and, that's true. And uh, my dad had cable. Yeah, there and you so go. when we would go to hang out at my dad's house on the weekends, yeah, uh, we would watch the HBO and the Showtime. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a Showtime special. It wouldn't surprise me if we had yeah. watched that because we did watch um, the Eddie Murphy stuff, the Richard Pryor uh-huh. stuff, and the new comics that were coming out. Yeah, and um, like I I don't remember the bit per se, but I do remember. Oh, they made a movie after that guy's yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, it's funny you say that just recently because I thought the guy had died after the movie had come out. No. No, he died two years before. Yeah. Two years before. Yeah, he died that like would explain why the voice, right now. That would explain why the voice, the voice is, is different. A, well, it yeah. was like, I think it was originally supposed to, they were supposed to do kind of a sketch like live action thing. Because, huh. I mean, it's, I think like even from when he was like crafting this whole stand-up thing, they're like, oh, we're going to make a movie based off this. Hmm. But then when he died, it kind of threw a wrench into it and they're like, oh, we'll do it animated. Huh. Um which it, it works perfectly animated for yeah. me. Like, I don't know. But yeah, when I was a kid, I wasn't like, I wasn't like deep cut stand up sort of stuff. So, uh, but I mean, all like, I remember like once, I remember the biggest thing was like once we got HBO and like Bigger and Blacker and everything and like yeah. we're watching that type of shit. But I think Bigger and Blacker is like later 90s. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So like, because we didn't have, I didn't get cable until I was probably... I think I was like 13 or 14 when we got, we, we still lived out in the country, uh, yeah. but, but we got it like right then. And, but then like once we got cable, all I watched was MTV. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's sad too. His, so his wife was pregnant with his son, Robin Harris jr. Mm. And he was born six months after Robin Harris died. Wow, yeah. That That's a bummer. Yeah. And he died at like yeah. 32. I'm, I'm like, I'm like seriously convinced that like, 36. like the more I look back on it, that like, Robin Harris, if he would have lived, 
Might would have, have had like a crazy career yeah because like can you think of like another comic that people are like throwing money behind like stuff like that mm-hmm. which is like kind of these weird premises. well it's like, kind of weird too because so he robin harris was in house party yeah the original house party yeah. he played the dad of uh kid, kid. yeah and then in house party three so in house party two they reference that robin harris's death Ooh. yeah only as the as my pop died my or pop whatever died, yeah. then in house party three uh robin harris's uh brother so the uncle is played by bernie mac which is kind of yeah. crazy because bernie mac like ended up dying prematurely yeah, yeah but robin also Harris had like a crazy big career yeah 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 like i think he would have like been part of that like kind of kings of comedy scene uh yeah if he would have you know not have died uh but i don't know like all the stand-up i've watched from him is like it's strong Pretty and solid. it's like yeah because it's like it's cool because it's all story based and it takes you and puts you in this like weird long story uh not it's not like joke 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 yeah, joke yeah, like yeah. he throws jokes in there but you know it kind of works on this like overarching uh, yeah. story which is really cool I, and like i remember another one when i was a kid too was like a similar art style and but a little bit different but like uh, life with louis mm, it's yeah. like sort yeah, of louis some, anderson's a yeah, louis Anderson's movie yeah. too yeah louis and i remember uh and i actually uh, a couple months back went watch uh rewatch some of them on youtube they fucking those stand up yeah uh, yeah they're great they're yeah. gr- it's a great animated television like especially because like you have it's coming from a comic yeah and then they're like making animated stuff i feel like, like sorry to interrupt i feel like all of those were done by the same team like, yeah, like because team. yeah because it like li- li- uh fuck life with louis and Bebe's kids and like Bobby's world yeah. all are run by like comedians yeah and they all have like a really like really similar style yeah I can see that yeah Bebe's kids seems to be a little bit elevated I think but that's probably because it got a feature film treatment feature while the film. Others won, yeah. other ones were in that t- television shows. yeah but if you watch like I mean, at least rewatching, I can't really speak to Bobby's world that much, but rewatching life with Louie, I was like, damn, like this is smart. And like, it pulls a lot like, uh, he's characters that he's still doing today. Yeah. Like his mom and stuff, you know, like with the baskets character and everything. And, Ooh. uh, it's just like, it, it was, it's crazy watching it. Cause it's like, these are, they're great stories. Like it's funny. And like, it, it does a lot of like, Jesus Christ it does a lot of like it, it's homey like because it like a lot of it's based off of like weird like regional accents that mm. he kind of grew up around mm-hmm. uh i feel like they uh kind of i feel like this like baby's kids and like life with louie it kind of injects more of like a, a realism it has like a realism to it that you don't get really now nowadays a lot of the stuff is like fucking let's go way out like let's like acid trip out the kids with like adventure time and shit yeah. like it's not based in reality right it's based in this weird fantasy land where it's like both of those are everyday kind of things that are occurring yeah. right you know and i think i was kind of gravitated towards that too i think yeah yeah. As you've revisited <coughs> this movie over the years, which I assume you've done, yeah, yeah, has your perception of it changed over time? Uh, I mean, I, 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 I don't know if it totally 
I mean, even from like the first like rewatch, like I don't know if it ever like totally stands up to like when you're a kid watching it. Um, but I think it's strong. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not going, I'm going to say like a lot of my liking of it is a nostalgia pull. Yeah, totally. But, um, but I mean, I think it's strong. I mean, it's, I just think it's crazy that it was made. Yeah. It's like most of it is like, why would, why would they make this? It just yeah. seems like such a weird premise to me that they would go along with, especially the fact of like, it's animated, but then it's like PG 13 and like anti-establishment and kind of deals with a lot of weird, like, like uh, all the white people in it are like weird authority kind of racist figures. Yeah. It's just like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's totally <laughs> awesome. I think it's accurate, but uh, yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's a wild movie. What's I want to hear like your, like I was like, while I was watching, I was like, I want to hear like your guys's like description of this movie or like what you, what you think of it. Or like, if you were given, if you were to, if you had to explain it in like three or four lines, like what would you say of it? Like Detroit. <laughs> it reminds me of Detroit. This movie, like I watched it when I was a kid, like going to Cedar point or something. I mean, yeah, like going to the theme park makes me feel like Cedar Point, but I mean, like the conversations just remind me of growing up in Detroit, like going to the grocery store and like, uh, like going to church, like we went to an Episcopal church and there was a, they had a basement and after service on Sundays, everyone would go into the basement and you would have like this big potluck and there's like fucking kids just like running around going crazy uh-huh. breaking shit I, like that scene where he, they're like balancing the glass like that was every sunday <laughs> at least <laughs> like five times over the course of this like one hour long like meal that we would all have it just reminds me of detroit huh. that's like this like that is growing up that was growing up i don't know what would you yeah. say i um i think there's a lot of interesting ways of approaching this movie it's uh, and from a filmmaking standpoint there's a lot to be desired yeah uh from an animation standpoint it's a lot to be desired if you said 92 is when it came out i think yeah. that's right around the time beauty and the beast came out yeah so to com- it's it's to compare them to is not fair but they are of the same era sure but clearly clear you know beauty and the beast had an extra comma in the budget oh yeah you know um so it's not really fair to criticize it so much on the technicalities of the animation. Yeah. Um, and in fact, the animation is kind of unique. You don't really sure. see anything like that. It yeah. has kind of like a heavy metal Felix the Cat kind of uh, liquidity in the animation style. Yeah. But um, it's, so that that's to its credit. Um, I think where it gets interesting, though, is is talking about the... The, so, the the social implications of what the characters are dealing with yeah. and how it's to them it's not they're not to the characters it's not really a big social thing it's just the way it is yeah you know uh, but it doesn't hit you in the gut until the end that's why it's cool well I well I don't know if it yeah you're right the the gut punch is at the end uh, but I I mean for me like as soon as it starts to get introduced I always the, uh, there's already like an, an off step there you know why is where is baby yeah where are the father where's the fa- see i assume where are the fathers <laughs> a default assumption or at least where is the father and that's not the characters don't even question that 
and that scene that part was like so weird to me well he does he does and she like writes it it off she always like kind of is like "Eh, yeah Yeah, but that that the 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 okayness of that is so weird that it it speaks to that that the the culture that you know that 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 class is going through yeah without like it's the premise of the whole freaking thing yeah and yet it's never really overt and then at the end you're like oh shit well the wonder baby's not here it's because probably a crackhead yeah she lives in the worst yeah area ever yeah it's like the this like Detroit I don't know the, yeah. like my my great aunt like she lived in Detroit and she had a house like kind of near like the tiger like the original tiger stadium mm-hmm. and it was like this old like brownstone house and across the street was like this it was a grocery store and it had like everything had bars on the window you know mm-hmm. and like down that block there was literally nothing Mm -hmm. except like other like nice old like brownstone houses and shit Mm -hmm. and like a couple houses down the house was just like filled with kids i don't know i never i never even knew there that there were parents that lived there but we all used to play together and just go crazy in the streets you know Yeah, yeah But I don't know. That was just life. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know. The, I, I, I admit, like, I found a lot of things very, very interesting that it, that it brings up almost on accident, I, yeah. I, I think. I mean, maybe it's all designed. But, you know, the fact that, yeah, we are talking about kids in, you know, these urban areas without parental figures yeah. who, of course, turn to that kind of rambunctious, violent world. Yeah. But it kind of trades that off with, well, are they really violent characters or products of their environment? Yeah. And it's like, well, they're fucking babies. Yeah. They're so also, they're also pro- they have to be products of their environment. They're also kids. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So they're naturally rambunctious. Yeah. And so how much are you going to place, how much are you going to place that on the fact that it's just kids? Nature, rebelling? nurture, or uh, how, scene, yeah, is it commentary like, on that? Or is it commentary on, you know, that culture, the, the kind of the, at that time, the growing gang culture of, of urban areas. Yeah. Um, but then you have, uh, you, you can, you contrast that with, uh, the main the what I forget the female's name. Uh, fuck, I always forget her name. Anyway, her <laughs> her her son ends up is kind of like the quote unquote good kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't have you the the the, the it is introducing the dichotomy of of uh, of black children. Not saying that they're all the same. That there is diversity there. Jamaica. And, yeah, Jamaica. Yeah, Jamaica. Yeah. Her son ends up is sort of like a goody two-shoes guy yeah jamal yeah and he sort of exists in this no her son's lashawn LaShawn. oh yeah lashawn yeah and he sort of exists in this world where you know he wants to be a good kid but he also wants to fit in yeah and so there's a conflict there that's never really it's introduced and never really is fully explored but it does i think it's interesting that they even present it Yeah, yeah and then the girl who likes him but still has to play tough. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting, it's an interesting like, dynamic there. Yeah. The fact that, you know, she just, the first date with this guy is to take him out with a bunch of these kids that aren't her own. Yeah. yeah. And then let's, at some point just lets them leave, leaves them be. Uh, and it's not, it's not, uh, uh, okay, so on one side you have very irresponsible parenting, but then you have very responsible parenting. In fact, at the very end, it's almost like they're coming together to take care of these kids because they don't have parental figures in their yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have uh, uh, you have the really uh, you know um, 
uh, you know, put together a uh, woman, and then you have the trashy bitches. Like the whole, it's kind of really a whole panoply of stereotypes, <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah, uh, for the black characters, all the white characters are are simplistic, but uh, and I I think that it's it's interesting that it has all of that. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. there, uh, and and not making a big deal about it, like as if like this is just kind of this is how it is, obviously. Yeah, you know, like this is the kinds of characters that are out there. I don't know. It deals. It does. The uh, I feel like it like deals with a lot of stuff, but then it's uh, it's also fun because it's like it's a musical too. Yeah, like there's like four or five musical numbers. Those are all good. Mm-hmm. Like I think the musical numbers are hilarious and awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the cool thing the thing that i like the most is um i'm trying to think of the kid's name is it leon the, the is that the is i don't that, remember their names honestly oh khalil khalil the the kid with the the kid with the hoodie and the skull and crossbones okay. hat yeah um like i i just like i my favorite is like him like dealing with like these robots that are chasing him around and that are like weird law enforcement characters right of the like those are always my favorite is like i was like when they do that and then especially when um when they get taken uh kind of on that ride like into the back room with yeah. all these like other kids and then they become the leaders of like this group the of kids of mayhem. <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know I've, I've always liked that part a lot like that whole middle section's really nice yeah. um i don't know i i just i just think it's interesting i don't know it's just a bizarre story i think it's weird if you watch it mm-hmm. you know you're like i don't understand why people would make this but it's cool yeah uh i, I don't it, the 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 messaging is is for me kind of uh inconsistent but that that's i think that's kind of the point is that there are no easy answers to whatever we're seeing here but it's not it's weird like talking it's like a kids movie with a bunch of animated babies yeah but on the other hand there are like these really you know there's these overarching like socio-political yeah yeah yeah, definitely i mean it's not an accident that they're defended yeah by abraham lincoln in the trial yeah a robot version of abraham lincoln still which is bizarre yeah the only character that is even the only white character is even remotely on their side is is abraham lincoln Lincoln. yeah 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 and then so it's a robot version of richard nixon i'm not rich yeah richard, yeah, nixon. richard nixon is the is uh, the, the heel the yeah. bad guy yeah yeah uh, so you can't get away from they're obviously messaging in that context yeah they're making like political remarks i mean i think there's political marks there's like economic marks in it like throughout it like like yeah. no one can afford anything constantly oh, and the letters and the, like i like that little touch there that she goes to look at their name like how come they never have our names on these plays yeah yeah yeah, I yeah love that's that. a that's subtle one of my little favorite. touch there yeah. that uh, has a lot of truth in it yeah yeah i can't find a fucking donna name anywhere either <laughs> Go it's back true to you can't ni- 1930 yeah exactly yeah. yeah but you would expect that to be way more predominant in the black oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. just saying. Also, <laughs> me, my name. But uh, I like at the. It's so weird to see this. Uh, and I guess it was like this when when we were kids, maybe. Uh, but when he goes to pay for the tickets, and they're like, "Here's your map. Here's your tickets. Here's your this yeah. thing, and you're that thing." And I feel like now. Because, like, when we go on vacation, we'll normally go to, like, an aquarium or something or, like, a museum or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to fucking, like, beg the people for, to for give you map. a fucking map. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's, like, this shit is, like, three city blocks. You're just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, where am I right now? It's crazy. 
I feel like they did that a lot though. Maybe when we were kids, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a different. When I was growing up, like we would always go to the zoo. Like we didn't go. I didn't go to Cedar Point until like way, way later in my life. That that does bring up an interesting thing though. That the kids and where they go is sort of like what you would think of like stereo white family would go to for vacation. Like a Disneyland and, the, and, and like everyone thing. else is white. That's there. I yeah. mean, all the kids are white and yeah, you know, all the kids that like follow them around are white. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know. Those, I guess are good white characters. Cause they, the kids are, yeah, the kids are, I mean, they're okay. They're friends. Yeah. They're allies. I mean, allies. that's also like a kid thing. Though. Yeah. Like kids, they don't kids just historically kids. have yeah, never give given a, a fuck. Like yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. are just going to play with kids. It's not you until know? it's yeah. indoctrinated into you by your, uh, by the people around you. They're I, piece I, of shit. I kind of went through a version of that. Cause I grew up, I went to school, uh, in elementary school. It was a school that was 50% black and then 50% everything else. And so most of my, or a good chunk of my friends growing up were all black. Huh. And uh, when I went to junior high, it was uh, the ratio was like ninety five five, where it was like white people and then a yeah. small percent of black people. And then when I went to high school, um, some of those uh, high sc- uh, junior high populations reconverged, and I started bumping into some of my old friends from elementary school that I hadn't seen in all of junior high. But by then, damage was done. Like everybody's like acting different. Every, well, the, 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 you know, everybody like those populations, they don't really hang out that much. We don't so. mingle so much. Those friend circles don't overlap as much as they did. And like growing up, it was, uh, that was inconceivable. Yeah. Like I remember like, why, why really black history month? Come on guys. Aren't we over this? Like that's how far removed I was from anything else because it's like, it was absurd to me that we would have to discuss racism because clearly everybody's fine with each other. Oh yeah, but you then know? once once everybody kind of gets indoctrinated, it was a weird thing because I never really saw the indoctrination process like in a literal sense, but I just saw it in. Well, that. It probably it happened to you because then all of a sudden you're around just all white people for all of junior years. So I then know. you're getting vanilla out. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I, I know, but nobody ever said, "Hey, look now that now that you're out of here, here here's your hoodie. Let me show you how to be racist now." Like you know, it wasn't anything even close to like you know like so a, it was just kind of like a simple look. There's it. There's ninety five. It's ninety five five. It's obviously a minority crowd. They have their own issues that they deal with, and they do their thing over there, and we do our thing over here. And you know, I'm I'm the I'm not part of the cool kids crowd, so I don't hang out with them. So I have a surprise. funny story. And so, like, I'm not hanging out with the wrestling team. I'm not hanging out with the sports guys. So it's like there was always these little bubbles that people hung out with. But it's it's interesting how color and race ended up being one of those things for them but not necessarily for everybody else. And uh, and I'm I'm simp- I'm oversimplifying. I'm just saying it was a, it was an interesting culture shock for me to go from almost all my you know half my friends are black to I don't even have a black friend anymore. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. So uh, I saw that process take place with like when the kids were all like cool with each other. Yeah. And then kind of remembering the difference is like eh, everybody's cool with each other but it's got a different it's just got a different tone to it. <laughs> You know, another thing that this uh, this movie uh, brought to mind is that I think the um, that like uh, the the black community has been robbed of really good, um, really good like uh, cinema or media to really capture like you know that that uh, that world. 
Um, we don't get, I mean, we don't get a Are whole Are you saying they just don't get money to make movies? Basically. And, yeah. and, and when they do, it's often, uh, you know, if I can feel like this weird sort of capitulation that's in it that is, is just really cheap and demeaning to me. Like, like, um, like I, to me, like a lot of the, ter- I only saw f- like one or two of the early Tyler Perry movies, but they had like, they were like deeply racist, I thought, and stereotypical. And I was like, this is, this is crazy that this is the, and it's really lowbrow kind of uh, cinema. And I was like, this is the, this is the black movie that made a hundred million dollars this year or $200 million or whatever it was. And uh, y- you don't see like really outstanding uh uh, culture, culturally significant movies coming out of the, uh, that that address that population. Uh, even like John Singleton's Boys in the Hood is 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 almost a milestone just because it exists. But whether it's you have to like do the right thing, yeah, uh, yeah, do the right do the right thing and Boys in the Hood. But uh, do the right thing is actually pretty awesome. But Boys in the Hood. <laughs> I don't think it actually stands up to the test of time, but it was incredibly significant for what it conveyed um, yeah, for yeah. the time. Um, but uh, and, and to me, like the greatest, the greatest uh, TV show ever made is The Wire, which okay. deals, uh, which has, which deals with that community better than anything that's ever uh, put to film that I can think of. And so uh, this movie. F- it comes it's kind of it, it it bothers me because it's like there should be so much good stuff about this the about the culture that uh for the black community and baby's kids needed another comma in the budget yeah. i think to make it you know really to really go out there and and and, and make the thing that it could have been yeah, yeah yeah and and too often we get you know things that are just too cheap and poorly made <laughs> that it, it's frustrating because uh, it shouldn't be that uh, it shouldn't be that this is uh, that, that it's so hard to find good cinema that captures that world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's often cheapened uh, by uh, maybe just economies of scale and, and and who can who that who what can they can produce for that thing uh, for that for that genre that it's just there's not much out there that's that's really high quality stuff. I don't know. I think you also have to dig too. I feel like you probably have to dig. I feel like I haven't, I haven't, I haven't like dug, uh, like truly like black cinema ever. Really, I mean, I I think it's like mostly on me because I'm sure like if you if you dig, you'll you'll find good shit. Like yeah. I mean, that's with any art form. I mean, like if you're looking for something and you dig, you'll find it. You know, and and it's just like you ignore it. You ignore things that don't like this. Like it did. It didn't really get a budget. You know, and it'll get yeah. ignored because of that. Like you'll see the things that get budgets, and the things that get budgets are the safe things. I, I know, think. but the safe things are often embarrassing like white chicks that should not have ever been made or gotten budgeted uh, or had or been successful uh, but i feel like also that community is so starved for media that it ends up being like a lot of really shitty stuff gets uh, a, a nice financial return uh yeah i mean i guess i mean i don't know i'm just trying to think of like examples but yeah. i mean white chicks i didn't see it but i didn't I don't know. It's not the best, if you can imagine. You've seen it? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. You loved it? No, it was awful. (laughs) It's it's one of those movies that shouldn't exist for a completely different reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That should never have passed makeup tests. (laughs) 
So uh, anyway, I, that's one of the things that brought to mind is watching this is that uh, there's so much rich material here that it deserves a it deserves a deeper, more challenging introspection in all of the con- in all of the social implications that it brings up. Yeah, but I think in the end, it's also like it's a kids movie and it's a comedy. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying it itself should have done that. I'm saying it it highlights what's missing. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't be just like this low budget kids movie is the only thing that's really tackling these issues or yeah. bringing them up. Yeah, I mean, it definitely like nods to a lot of issues. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, even like little like jokes like that's always like the one thing i always get surprised at when i rewatch it is like how many like uh, robin's character like how many just jokes he says even like just one-liners that you don't even catch yeah that was just like I'm, just, I'm trying to think of like there's some good ones i think i wrote down some but he'll just say he'll say something like throwing up oh yeah like my favorite one ever like when ever since i was a kid and like I didn't even really ever catch it, but it's the uh, like kind of the the rhythm of it, like the onomatopoeia that I always used to catch is like at the end he's like talking because like like Robin's character always talks like oh, yeah, and that's a joke. He he has a joke if you yeah yeah if pick can, apart what he's saying thing, yeah, but you don't like really a lot of times you just don't hear what he's saying yeah. But like he does the one where he's like oh him and the daddy used to beat me uh, to, the, <laughs> to the blues record and I just always remember it as a kid. And then but he like goes like skip yeah 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 and like i remember as a kid like just walking around going and then like not realizing this is a joke about him getting getting beat yeah yeah child abuse yeah yeah which is fucking wild that like it's like things like that where it's like the just the rhythm is funny on a surface level the rhythm of the bit is Mm -hmm, funny mm -hmm. but then when you like hear back you're like fuck this about this is about something kind of wild yeah yeah Uh, like there i think there's a i think there's like a lot of a lot of those in here anyway with that and then some i just think it's uh it's an interesting movie that highlights what what is missing from uh from that culture from hollywood yeah um i don't know it's it's such an interesting thing to deal with i guess what what no comment no comment <laughs> i don't know i mean i i don't know i feel i feel like all of this is a weird conversation because we're yeah, all we're white people talking white about people. I, see, I hate that shit i really do like i this is another thing that goes back to the world that i grew up in like the and i know you guys grew up not necessarily in super super white suburban areas no that's not true my school was 99.9 percent white <laughs> okay well like this is like i never felt i never liked that point that I, as a white dude i couldn't talk about these issues even in, 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 in an objective sense because like the color of my skin or my experience you know completely uh, puts me at a discriminatory angle I don't like that at all like I can have opinions and views about all these things without having my the my whiteness completely blind me to uh, objectivity yeah but also like your experience is different it, it doesn't matter I think anybody should be able to comment on it I don't care if you have some, something smart to say I don't care what your history is I'm here I'm interested in hearing smart things sure I, I mean that's fair but yeah. yeah you do I just feel like you do also have to understand that your experience is going to be different I mean everybody's experience is going to be different you know and you need to go into it I think I think you need to at least respect that that your experience will be different you know i know but i mean we live in such a over the last like 10 years or so things have gotten so oddly hot when it comes to uh talking about racial issues yeah and to me i don't understand uh 
I mean, I understand logically why it's gotten that way, but I, man, I feel a strong resistance to it. It's like, can't let's just the. It's been really animated and to the point where we like kids was really animated. Well, I'm just saying, like the context itself is like I'm talking about good, bad, black movies, and there's we're like, I don't know if we can talk about that. You know, like I, I can feel it in the room. Well, I didn't. Well, I also like I don't want to misspeak because I can't talk from experience because I haven't I haven't seen a lot of black cinema. Yeah. Like, admittedly, like I'm saying that my perception of black cinema is different because i didn't see that stuff i mean i was i was i was uh i was uh i saw some of it as a kid but like everything i saw was like if it was like black it was like stand-up it was stand-up and it was comedy Mm -hmm. it wasn't like i didn't see like black drama like Mm -hmm. you don't see that and like and and i don't know why we don't see it but I mean, it would just, it wasn't either made available to me. It wasn't something I was interested in, you know, and, and I, I mean, all I watched, I, all I watched was black comedy. That, that was how I knew mm-hmm. you like black people in entertainment. It was music and comedy. And yeah. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't drama. It wasn't filmmaking. And, and I blame myself. I mean, I, I would blame like myself for not, not knowing enough about it to even feel right to speak on it. Like if you want to talk about, you know, experimental films, I can do that all day because I've felt like I've done my time watching that shit. Mm -hmm. But, but talking about black cinema, I can't, I can't, speak on it and i think i i put like a heavy weight in the room because i don't feel comfortable speaking on it because i haven't watched enough to feel comfortable to speak from that point i think my like thoughts on it aren't about like this like the films in particular but about like just the general like city planning and what is accessible again only like from my experience because like in detroit like they're when I was there, there wasn't like a theater, like not only I don't, at least I don't remember a theater except for like music, like music theaters and like theater theater, you know, (laughs) but like there wasn't like everyone was going to go to the movies. Like that literally was never a thing that happened. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like an option that was on the table. Like you Mm -hmm. would go to the movie maybe if like everyone paid more when you went to the zoo and you would see like IMAX like butterfly thing you know yeah, what I mean but like yeah. literally no one ever watched TV like no one ever went to the movies but I don't think the movies were a, a thing like I don't even think it was accessible so like to think about like cinema is like not even something that concerns me because I I think at like the lowest level of like what's even accessible, you know what I'm saying? Kinda. I mean, are you are are you suggesting that uh, the reason the reason in part why we don't have like uh, like oh, we we don't can't just openly quote a huge library of these kinds of movies is because they wouldn't have been made because they would never have been have access to that in that in those areas and well, I'm saying that culture. I'm saying that like if there isn't a theater there right then like you're not making movies for an area that doesn't even have a means of seeing it not to say that like people don't have tvs or vhs players or dvd players or whatever but it's like like why would you make a movie if you don't have a way to watch it you know what i'm saying like you're not gonna get like a big budget movie if you aren't also thinking about like your ticket sales uh i 
I mean, I get that. I just, I just can't imagine that there isn't um, a pull for that community, especially like, I mean, when we talk about, I'm uh, talking about my perspective though, and specifically in Detroit and not remembering a theater existing yeah. in this city. Yeah. Like you would need to go drive to the suburbs to go see a movie. Like that's fucking stupid. Like, why would you do that? And yeah. then the suburbs are all white people. So it would only be white people movies anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, and I understand that there was and is a, a, an economic deterrent. Uh, but that doesn't stop the fact that there, um, that that community has been very underserved in Hollywood and, and, and high highbrow filmmaking for a very long time. Every, every, everyone that isn't white has had that treatment in Hollywood. I don't know. I mean, I, I think like, I think like, I uh, mean, there's not like, there are like I'm, Asian movies that are literally from Asia, but it's not like there's an American movie that's starring Asian American, people. Asian literally Americans. fucking yeah. Scarlett Johansson is a prime <laughs> yeah. example of being a yeah. number one piece of shit. And Tilda Swinton too, right? Yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there's that a one I disagreed with. Um, no, I mean, I disagree with the criticism there. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about superheroes to even start. Yeah. So, well, that I mean, that's just my. I don't know. I just I, I, I wish I could speak on this issue, but I, I don't, I don't, I don't feel confident enough to talk about it because, like, when I think honestly, like when I think of like black cinema, I go to like seventies like black exploitation, right, right, instantly, yeah. Which like it, the genre name itself is uh, you're already like fuck, like right. you're dealing with something weird. Yeah. See, I go immediately to all of the nineties films, like friday and all like house party mm-hmm. and yeah. uh whatever i don't know ghost dog with the samurai <laughs> yeah. ghost dog's fucking good um belly is belly fucking, is I, amazing I love belly. yeah like all those movies are great and like yeah. i feel like i've seen all of those movies i don't know i don't feel like i've seen all of them but i, I feel like i've seen a good chunk of them for sure but like no. i don't i don't I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't feel like I have enough experience to really put my two cents in, except for, I don't think it's an issue with like the cinema. I think it's an issue with like the lack of availability to see. But you you feel like, do you feel the defensiveness as opposed to saying like, I could talk shit about anime and be like, I don't know much about it, but this is what I think. Yeah. yeah, But there isn't any kind of feeling of retribution. Like a hesitancy. Yeah. I guess I could talk shit about it and there's no cultural uh, societal pressure on me to be politically correct. Because I want to sound woke. I don't want to sound like a fucking (laughs) unwoke idiot. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just don't I just wanna, think like, it's also like a really sensitive thing to talk about. Not, I mean, not even necessarily just with us, but it's like, okay, so you know, if I say something about, oh boy, this is gonna see, get me in hot water too. But right? if I say something about like intelligence shaming, then that gets twisted, saying that I'm implying something negative about a whole group of people that I wasn't even talking about that. I was yeah. just talking about being shamed because I'm intelligent, <laughs> not the other way around. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's, it's just, it's so fine a line, especially it's easy for you and I to have this conversation. We frequently have like pretty intense conversations off mic, mm-hmm. but like having them on mic where people are listening that don't necessarily know me or know where I came from yeah. or know you or know where you came from. Sure. It's like, 
your words can just be like woo and then it's fucking and i just don't want to get into that you know what i mean and that's the that's the thing that really bothers me is that we have this uh, yeah you have to tiptoe around everything around that thing and i was like uh, I, I really i really detest that that's after you know eight years of having you know obama as our president that that's where we work i don't feel like it was that much when he walked in and i feel like somehow tensions oh boy all right guys well it's been fun (laughs) i don't i don't i'm not putting it him talking about the historical context over the last 10 years that i feel like it's it's gotten more tepid as i've gotten older for sure i mean even more so now with the current political climate like fuck me but yeah yeah, I mean, I don't know. I honestly, you know, I, I'm white. I come from a completely different background. Yep. The most that I know is that when I spent my summers in the city, I was the only white kid. And yeah. that's that's all I know is from that that small period of time mm-hmm. of kind of the same experience. But yeah. it, I mean, it's not. It's never going to be the same experience. And I can't even I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching like this movie is interesting because it does... I guess if you've never had that experience, it does like really challenge your ideas or maybe address them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially with the gut punch in the end. Yeah. Well, just all of it. Like when he gets pulled over, it's like, it's a classic like joke that's shitty, but like seeing it happen with the kids, it makes it like, that sucks. I mean, that's just really shitty. And like seeing it all from a different perspective, I think you, you touched on something interesting. Cause in that moment when he gets pulled over, he just immediately turns to the hood, puts his hands behind yeah. his back. Like he's been, he's done this a hundred times before yeah. and never comments like as if this is a huge injustice. It's just like, this is, okay, this is everyday kind of thing. Here. It's like, it's not even commented on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that says, I think I, so. It's the moments like that that speak a lot loudly in this in the thing where they never. Yeah. It's there, but they never really address it. It's just like everyday kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I, anyway. I, in a, in a big picture sense, like to get really like pulled out is. Uh, and one of the things that I really love about movies themselves is that they create. Uh, uh, Ebert used to say movies are empathy machines. And yeah. they're tools by which complete strangers can share in one other one another's empathy. share experience. Yeah. yeah, like we have this thing on the screen, and we both empathize. You know, complete strangers empathize with what we see on the screen. And therefore, we share empathy with one another um, through that experience. And I, I and, and it's not like it's a this is this isn't controversial to say at all. But the the black community has been really underserved when it comes to Hollywood and making movies that are are really high quality about their world and their experience yeah. in the United States and and when and 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 each time like something like even comes close to addressing that world comes out or it stars uh 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 um uh, like a whole black uh, an all black cast and often it also isn't aiming to try to be the oscar winner and incidentally this year we have two uh uh, uh, nominated films that are uh, black uh, black led that look like they're really strong. I haven't seen them yet. Uh, yeah, it was a man- F- Fences Moonlight. and Moonlight. Moonlight yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the point is, is that it, you know I want to have in whatever way I can have like that knowledgeable empathetic. Em- empathy bond with yeah. that with that thing but if i can't i can't do it through film very easily because there's not a whole lot of experiences out there that i can kind of have that experience and kind yeah. of get that well, feeling think, through film i mean i think also like we're at a turning point maybe where stuff will start becoming more available because like 
you know, back in the, you know, like pre 90, like 90s and pre 90s, like making a movie was so expensive. And like, sure, sure. If you didn't. No, not, not to cut you off. I was just going to say, I was going to reiterate that it goes back to the economic thing that we were talking about. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's what I was getting at is that like, is that like then, you know, it, it, it like, like uh, to, to fund a movie, um, you know, you have to look at like what demographic it's hitting and if it'll make its money back and then you have to equate how much money you'll fund the movie that's, because of that. That's what you guys were saying. Well, that's what I was specifically saying with the theater though. Yeah. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is that is that now like the the the, the thing that's going to be great is that we're at a turning point in technology where making and sharing experience is um it's so cheap now to make something that looks good. Yeah. So we're starting to see you know uh experiences like like you know you're starting to see more interesting experiences that are shown that are presented in a way where you're like fuck this is this is like actual art you know Mm -hmm. like this is real Mm -hmm. uh and and, you know i'm I'm excited to see like like when like what is going to be like who's going to be the the great black film director like when's that gonna happen like what's it gonna yeah (laughs) god no uh uh, like what's it going to look like you know like what is what are the films going to look like and, and I, I don't know I, I i feel like i've been like waiting for stuff like that but then also when stuff comes along moonlight fences i don't fucking go see it because i'm a piece of shit like, <laughs> well okay wait to be fair we haven't seen any of the movies that have been nominated for an Oscar this yeah. year, except for Sully, yeah. which we watched the other night because a show <laughs> got canceled. Coincidentally yeah. made by a racist. <laughs> it's the only one that we've watched. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, wait, no, didn't uh, old Mel Gibson have a movie that's in the Hacksaw contending Ridge. today Hacksaw this Ridge. year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so y- there might there might be someone that's even more racist that <laughs> yeah, could have gone racist with. paradigm. That- <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Grand Torino was pretty like, Ugh. yeah, that's because the acting was awful for the Hmong actors. <laughs> I don't know. But that like the thing that creeps me out is like then his, that his character in Grand Torino is like appropriated by racists as being like a cool guy, which is like you, you see all these like figures that then get taken into like that, that are actually incorporated into society. Like when you're watching Grand Torino, you're like, I don't really get what the big deal is. But then the racists are like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm with him. You know, and you're like, yeah, like, yeah, it's just kind of shitty. It just leaves a shitty, like, Pepe ass taste in your mouth, and you're like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't like talking about race. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't even know why. You're I the one this that movie. picked this movie because I thought it would be fun and lighthearted in a movie that I love that no one <laughs> ever seen. And that was like, oh yeah, it's the start of Black History Month, and we're watching <laughs> Baby's Kids for our first episode of Black History Month. <laughs> But uh, well, whatever. It's a good movie. Yeah, I, I mean, like this movie. It's funny. Even... His stand-up's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. all it's all funny. It's funny. It's good. When you... it's got a fucking shit ton of like this movie's like pretty loaded too. Yeah, like tone John low. John uh, Whit- Whittington or whatever. Who's been? He was like a reoccurring. Well, he was in the cast of like the Wayne's Brothers show. If you mm. watch that mm-hmm. growing up, mm-hmm. or uh, he was in a bunch of other shit too. Yeah. Uh, and the chick that plays the love interest or that voices the love interest, she was yeah. in uh, 
fucking coming to america which yeah. is one of the greatest movies of all time maybe yeah. <laughs> that movie's so fucking good uh tone loke I love, love Tone Loke too. so Tone much. Like, I, How's his voice get like that? I do not know, but he's one of my... And he plays like the youngest kid, so it's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, every time I watch Heat, he has like one scene in that movie and I always look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Heat and uh, Kazam. <laughs> Is that, those are two Shaq movies, right? Isn't no. Heat's not a Heat Shaq? Heat isn't a Shaq What's movie? What's the Shaq movie? Steel. Steel. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I love Tone Loke, though. Blank Check. He's in Blank Oh, Blank. yeah. Faison Love plays the voice of Robin Harris, uh, which he's fucking been in a thousand things. And I guess for all the young listeners that we've had to explain everything to all night, he plays the... Uh, dude that's putting together the christmas shit and elf yeah, uh he's yeah. like the uh, yeah. santa and elf wrangler mm-hmm. i yeah. guess uh i love tone loke so much uh, how's john witherspoon like God know, it. it's like he got shot in the neck or something there's some loke. other dude that does a voice in this movie that is also a voice uh in team fortress like I the video games yeah. so i mean yeah i don't know there's a ton of people louis anderson again yeah uh, yeah i don't know uh do you guys want to i mean we don't even need to really i think we talked enough about it right yeah we yeah. don't need to go through the plot Not just really. watch no, you it. should just watch it yeah you Short, should just watch what? it it's quick easy yeah. oh wait i forgot what do you guys think about uh the reason i wanted to watch it on vhs mm. is uh it's got the short at the beginning yeah and how do you feel about i hate the short how do you Awful. feel about shorts before animated movie because that's like seems like the only time that they is drop them gonna, in yeah i don't uh, know why it, that's a thing well it's I not don't. commercially viable otherwise nobody will ever see it otherwise yeah um but then why do they even make them I don't know. I've never understood the shorts, the animated shorts before the animated full length. I feel like it's one of these things that the animators have to get some creative energy out of them. And so they're not just like only doing the the feature. Yeah. And it's a tool for them to kind of like kind of flex their muscles and and get something out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I remember really never really feeling a strong short is called itsy bitsy spider at the beginning mm-hmm. um it's just essentially a guy uh, exterminator comes in to kill spider yeah and turns into a robot and, and yeah. blows up the house yeah uh i noticed uh, on the opening credits that um thora birch i don't know who that the, is played the act oh she's a, she's an actress who played the, the little girl uh it's not a very good short um, especially like if you look at the uh, the quality of the animation in that versus what is in um, the kind of quality that's in uh, the movie itself. Yeah. There's a big sharp contrast. And even like in the Pixar shorts, you don't see that huge contrast. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it also sets the wrong tone for I don't understand. I've never movie. really understood why it was in the beginning. I would always watch it, and I remember always being like, ah, "I hope this is over quick." And it does run a little long. It yeah. feels, and uh, then so you're always like, Ugh. "It has no thematic messaging, it except for robots." Yeah, it's got nothing that's really trying to. This it's just a weird thing. Yeah, it's total weird it's thing. It's a pet project that whatever you're going to do with it, you know? Yeah. Just put it in at the beginning. Yeah. 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 I think it's only in the VHS. I don't know. Uh, but it surprised me. Yeah. Do you guys want to give like final synopsis for V? Or yeah. I'll, uh, I'd be happy to do that. Uh, I think baby's kids is a, is, is, uh, it's more interesting in retrospect than it is good. Um, but the, uh, there's, you could feel there's a sense that, that there's a lot of comedy there. That's very unique. 
And uh, I think the social uh, ish, uh, constructs that it brings up uh, have a way more weight to it than I even think it's willing to delve into. And so uh, I think it's a it's 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 an interesting film in in its subject matter execution. Um, I think execution kind of needs a lot to be desired, but that's mostly budget, I imagine. Um, and so uh, that's kind of where I fall with it. Huh. Do you do you have a number? I don't know. Uh, uh, are we doing the one through ten yeah, on our on our BTI? Oh, no, we're not doing it for well, this. We didn't. Uh, we're doing babe. recommender. At nine. the very least, I would say uh, if this if this topic is curious, uh, is you know, piques your curiosity anyway. I would recommend it. Okay. Yeah. Nada. Uh, I like this movie. It's funny. Uh, I like it. I'd recommend it. Sweet. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't know. It's a lot of nostalgia for me. So, like, going into it, if someone's going into it fresh, um, you know, I wouldn't, uh, I would be like, uh, you know, a lot of it is nostalgia for me. Uh, a lot of that weight is. But uh, obviously, like, I, I think it's strong. And, uh, you know, I think it, I think it's worth a viewing if you haven't seen it. Um, or if you haven't seen it in a long time, go back, revisit it. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's solid. I'm going to recommend it. So it's three recommends. It's definitely. It's made it a recommend. Did Babe make a recommend too? I think so. Yeah, I think, I think we, we yeah, all yeah. said. You reluctantly agreed. I reluctantly <laughs> agreed. So both of our recommends have been full recommends. Oh wait, can I announce mine? Pick. I'm next. Time. Finally. Oh yeah. So okay. Well, let me, some news. Some quick news. Uh, this month, I think the rest of the month, we've all decided. That we're going to go full... Black History Month. Uh, <laughs> no. no. We forgot it was Black History Month. <laughs> no. Uh, I did not. Do not reel me into that. Uh, A couple weeks ago, we didn't prep for <laughs> So, okay. So, this month, we're going to be doing all anime. So, if that's something that interests you, I I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited to hear. Uh, I know one of the movies coming up... Uh, is something that I hate and have hated for as long as the movie has existed Ooh. in American pop culture. So uh, get ready for this loose cannon to fly. Uh, and then also, uh, so next month when we do, when we come back to BTI Recommends or BTIFC as I like to refer to it, <laughs> uh, we will be doing Enter the Void, Gaspar Knows oh, hey. uh, 2008 Vehicle, I believe. But that's not going to be for like a month? It's not for a month, so... Uh, what are we doing next week? Next week... Oh, uh, for uh, Feature This... And under the under the banner of feature this, we'll be talking about uh, Akira. Yeah, hey. the uh, uh, the animated classic. Yeah, <laughs> of 1986, Ugh. I believe. Yeah, or 87. Or I think it's actually 88. I'm, I'm excited. Can give you the years. And um, uh, we'll be doing it slightly under the feature this banner, although that's going to be a, a short part of the conversation. The rest of it will be about. Uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Akira centric. Donna's tears of having to rewatch yeah. Akira. Yeah, <laughs> get ready, guys, because yeah. I'm coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to bring up? Well, I mean, in a month, watch Enter the Void. Yeah, yeah. Watch Akira. It's fucking you... three hours long. So yeah. So set a weekend out for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You can find me on Twitter at x4erb. Okay. Uh, feature this podcast. You can catch a, a lot of my stuff. Oh, uh, you can listen to my show, Mountain Dude vs. Dorito Girl, where we talk about video games. 
uh, and Taco Bell a lot this seems to be a really common <laughs> thread uh, yeah I'm playing the new Resident Evil so if you guys want to hear about that I will have a, a hot take on that tomorrow actually is when the show comes out so cool. sweet yeah well we'll talk to you uh, next week with right some on. Akira speak uh, happy Black History Month happy Black History Month okay. don't forget to donate to ACLU, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do all your donations. Get all your donations in. And, uh, I'm not going to say this. Uh, this is sarcasm. Shoot the president. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. We'll catch you no, next week. And Mike Pence is an even worse one. It's, yeah. Shoot Steve Bannon first with a photograph. Don't shoot anybody. I'm stealing people. bits from people. I don't, I don't know. I'm a bad person. Okay. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.